0: Welcome to the someone to tell it to podcast we started someone to tell it to in 2012 and all along our philosophy has been to listen because our mission is to cultivate meaningful connections through compassionate listening and to train others to do the same we thought it might be best to highlight both aspects listening and training in a podcast. Both listening and training continue to catalyze this global listening movement where someone's voice is being heard, someone is being reminded that they matter, and someone doesn't need to feel alone in whatever they are facing. We will be posting two episodes each month to start. One will highlight training because we can all benefit from learning how to become better listeners. The second will highlight how listening has played a vital role in an individual's journey. We are so excited to share these rich conversations with you.
1: We've spent a lot of time trying to figure out what to call the people we listen to. You know, are they clients, friends, storytellers? Nothing quite fit. So we wanted a name that represented the type of relationship we try to build and the way we value those we listen to. But the fact is we struggle. We struggled to find a single word that could accomplish what we realized, what we needed. So in the end, we were surprised to find the answer that was staring right at us. Someone, someone with a story to share, someone who needs a friend, someone who is grieving, angry, lonely, afraid, or has questions about matters of faith. Someone who simply needs someone to listen. We always hope to establish a mutual relationship between friends who are sharing life's journey together. So that means that you are someone. You have a story worth sharing. You have inherent worth. You deserve to be seen, heard, and known. It also means that we are someone. We have stories of our own. We value showing up and listening and compassion. We want everyone to know the joy of engaging in meaningful relationships. You'll see us using this refreshed terminology from now on, and when you see it or hear it, we hope it makes you smile. You are someone. Mary's Place by the Sea along the Atlantic Ocean in Ocean Grove, New Jersey, is a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting women who are receiving treatment for cancer. Mary's Place provides services that complements their medical care, including oncology, massages, nutrition education, individual counseling, expressive writing, reflexology, Reiki, guided meditation, prayer, and yoga at no cost to their guests. Guests are given the opportunity to hit the pause button on their medical treatments on, and daily responsibilities and just be. Their integrative services provide guests rest and support during this challenging time in their lives. They are empowered with knowledge that will aid them on their road to healing. Their mission is to support women with cancer through integrative services, which complement their medical treatment and empower, educate, and support their healing mind body and soul mary's place by the sea which began in 2009 was founded by michelle gannon and maria mckeon the response was immediate finally a place for women with cancer to come and be surrounded by love and understanding a place where cancer was a common denominator but not the defining attribute a place where taking a deep breath sharing challenges and experiences, and recognizing the needs of the whole person was the focal point. Since 2009, Mary's Place has served 9,000 women with all forms of cancer across the United States.
0: So first, Michelle. While recovering from an illness in January 2009, Michelle Gannon realized how difficult it is for women who are dealing with cancer to take care of their families and homes while still trying to maintain their own physical and emotional health. As a co-founder of Mary's Place by the Sea, Michelle draws on her broad experience in higher education and customer service to manage the organization. Michelle has a master's degree in education from West Virginia University and is a graduate of the Institute for Integrative Nutrition in New York. She was recognized by leading women and entrepreneurs as one of the top 25 women entrepreneurs in New Jersey. Next, Maria. Maria's passion for total wellness complements the organization's focus on providing a place of rest and respite for women facing cancer by providing hope and support. She leads meditations, yoga classes, gives talks on prevention and health education. She brings more than 30 years of experience in health, fitness, and wellness education, as well as wealth of knowledge from an early career in sales and marketing. Maria has a bachelor's degree from Rowan University, is a certified health and wellness coach and yoga teacher. Maria has previously worked within the health and prevention communities, led support groups to fight eating disorders with the National Eating Disorder Association, and has volunteered for a suicide prevention hotline. Wow. How about that?
1: But Tom and I, we're excited to be here today in Ocean Grove, New Jersey at Mary's Place by the Sea. It's a real thrill for us to be here on this beautiful day, very hot day as well. So we welcome both of you, Michelle and Maria. Thank you and welcome
2: to our home. We are so glad to be sitting next to you face to face and being able to share our mission with you uh, firsthand.
0: Thank you. So uh, this is Tom speaking, and I can't tell you how excited I am. This is kind of a selfish interview in a lot of ways because Ocean Grove is just so near and dear to our family. We've been coming here, as I think I mentioned, in one of our podcasts earlier on with a World War II veteran. I've written about Ocean Grove in our second book um, about a man I interacted with here in, in Ocean Grove and listened to him and his story, and I co- entitled it The Old Man in the Sea. And uh, we've had people from, from several states and around the world who've reached out to us based on reading that story, which has been pretty exciting. And uh, so I'm about to actually start my vacation this week. And mm-hmm. so it's extra special for me to be here today. So thank you both.
1: Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. And actually, both of our books, the books that we've written together, were begun here in Ocean Grove. Right. We, we come here for a couple of days to take a retreat and, and to just enjoy, enjoy this place and the space and the beauty the beauty that's here. So Mm -hmm. it's great. And this is where we've met both Michelle and Maria each time we've been here. So I want to ask you, uh, either one, whoever wants to answer, take us back to the moment that you knew that this was what you were felt led to do, Mary's Place by the Sea. You know, what what happened? What fell into place to make Mary's Place possible?
2: I think, um, this is Michelle, in the beginning when we first started and it was just a concept, what do women do? It was just a question we were asking, um, and we kind of com- we started to connect with the cancer community locally, and uh, writing emails to them and saying, "If this place existed, would you come?" And uh, they, we had in one day over thirty-three responses, and we we said, Marie and I said, "You know what? This is something that might take hold." and not really realizing that it would have the impact uh, that it did back in 2009. Mm-hmm. And after watching women come to us, really, we, we call it quiet desperation. Um, they arrive a little bit reticent, and then they drop their bags. They take a deep breath, and they literally will fall into our arms at times. And, just, and we just say, we'll take it from here. Mm-hmm. And just trust us, fall into us, lean on us. And I believe that once we started one guest after the next and receiving notes of gratitude, we knew that it was something that was going to become a ministry. Mm-hmm.
3: I totally agree with that. And I can remember being in a yoga room or in Pilates and talking about this idea. And you know, everyone that was in that class said, yes, I think this is a great opportunity. I think women need this, um, keep going. That we would share our stories, so you knew that. And then eventually, it was a person in that class that actually came to Mary's Place and needed our support. So you see it every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and the community, there's nothing like this in the country. So, um, you know, it's, it's a, a beautiful mission that we needed to c- continue to move. Forward
0: so how in. did the two of you meet? We're really curious about that. I don't think we've ever asked you before.
2: We actually had children in the same school. And um, it was a parochial school. And I always um, was just want to gravitate towards people who are positive and take care of themselves and Maria was always that person and um, you know I could see her with her green juices and I was just curious (laughs) Um, and so when I ran into her um, um, in the gym on the treadmill um, we were side by side and I shared with her the idea and she said I think that sounds like a great idea and I'll do that with you. Neither one of us actually knew what that was going to mean Uh, And it has been 10 years that has flown by seven days a week, foot on the gas at all times, never letting up on this mission Mm. and just driving it forward to where it is today. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you.
3: And I couldn't agree with her more because of the determination and the compassion and the passion for um, serving other people has really um i know impacted us for the better and the community for the better Um, i've always felt that you know when women come together we can surely do so much for one another there's no competition um and there was a movie that when i have four children i have two girls two boys and you know that movie that came out it was mean girl and it really hit home because i've had some experience with mean girls and i said you know what This isn't happening here at Mary's Place by the Sea, because you know what? You kind of feel what the world has been and why these women are so hurt. And there is love here. Mm -hmm. There's support. There's compassion. You are not your cancer. You are who you are as a person. And I would love to meet you and get to know you.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so tell us a little bit more about that. So, you know, what are some of the intangibles to foster these relationships of depth and intimacy here?
2: We think it's really a given. The schedule that uh, it really starts when they check in with us over the phone. Now, in this day and age, people are so taken aback when their phone rings and they don't know who it is. So they screen their call. So it usually takes two or three times mm-hmm. and they'll call us back. And then, sure. and then we have a conversation. So it's different already. Mm-hmm. It's so, tell me a little bit about yourself where you know where do you live? Do you have children, and what would you like uh, what are you looking forward to at mary 's place and really getting to know them and it 's very individualized so I believe that what we 've experienced with um, all of the influx of women over the past ten years is that going through cancer treatment has become more of a cluster where they're a scan or just a name and a scan and not an individual. And I feel that what we've learned here is that if we don't start treating the whole person, mind, body, soul, and the medicine, then we're not going to be effective. So having them come here and we say, we are going to ask you to just take a deep breath maybe tuck your phone away for a few days if you can possibly do that and let's go into the massage room and start breathing and just slowing yourself down and what that seems to do is um, not only helping the circulation but it starts to open up the emotional fields our counselors here say up and out so let's get these emotions up and then let's get them out Mm -hmm. so we don't take them to that point of purging their emotional baggage and then leave them there. So we have to take them through it and walk them through it with them so that we can responsibly know that they are going to start feeling this transition of hope. And it's fascinating that it can happen within a two-day stay because I believe women are very efficient. So we will say, okay, I have two days to get in there Relax, meet some friends, have a spa treatment, go through yoga, eat some uh, nutritional food, learn about vegan cooking, and, and have fun, have some laughs, maybe shed some tears, but come out a different person. And I believe that with that goal in mind, they all want to accomplish something while they're here, that that is what it is, is that you come in, and we know with this schedule that we've put before you, your individual schedule... We're going to accomplish something.
0: Mm-hmm. Were things always so scheduled when you started early on? Would guess? No. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been um, a, a learning experience. We always say failing forward and learning, learn by doing, yeah. and learning the situ- You know what happens, and mm-hmm. um, if we were making a schedule where they had. Um, say a massage and then a reiki afterwards they would be completely emotionally depleted after that so we know we have to spread them out Um, it's probably uh, a little bit challenging to have nutrition after the first minute that you meet them (laughs) we need them Mm -hmm. to trust us first Um, so we have learned um, and it's all very well organized at this point I should say
3: yeah. and we knew our pillars like our pillars the things that we could accomplish um, we felt very strong about the the massage because of that relaxation and not many people they go to a spa setting and some women have never had one and that intimate relationship that she meets with a caring individual especially in during those trying times when they've been you know in some ways mutilated um, in their bodies, and they're they're so disconnected. So it's getting them back in, and then to fuel the body. So we talk so much about the immune system and how to strengthen it and how you can do it yourself, giving someone tools to support this experience that they're going through to help them to get through to the other side and heal what's underneath.
2: I think Maria, I'm sorry, but I have to say this. <laughs> Maria makes a really good point here in that um, there's this, this phase called survival mode where you really are on autopilot and I think you both know that very well too with someone to tell it to once someone decides I'm going to open this up and we hear it every single day here is I haven't thought of that in years I haven't written that in years I just i I suppressed it somewhere Mm -hmm. that's when the healing begins is when you take yourself to that point and you really decide i'm going to open up and not be so um armor on let's take the armor off and expose myself emotionally the healing can begin
1: we have a similar thing that we hear all the time and that's I've never told this to anybody else before. It's the same kind of thing. It's when it be that's when the healing begins because finally something is being the light is coming in and being shed on something that's been long held. And that is so so utterly important.
0: In fact in the the old man in the sea story, I remember I used this line when I wrote it that people don't heal if they don't first reveal. And that's kind of been a slogan Beautiful. that we've that we've
1: lived by. It's beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you find that there, are any of the things that you prescribe to do uh, you know, that massage, nutrition, Reiki, that, 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 that meets resistance at first from people? Well, sure.
3: Um, but I think what I've experienced in this last week, um, we had a guest that was here three years ago and then came back and, um, some of the aspects, uh, she was when she first arrived, the first time, um, she was resistant to any nutrition. She didn't feel like she could um, connect and was a bit angry. And this time around, A, she was like a cheerleader cheering the other people on. That was a brand new person, just newly diagnosed and said, we're your sister. We're going to walk you through this. You got our phone numbers. We got our emails and they rallied. Um, So you can see the change because really we want to change and we just don't know how to Mm -hmm. and when you're supported you can do that because Mm -hmm. you have somebody holding your hand I think Mary's Place is that connection to hold somebody's hand and you never know it's like that God moment, the God wink, you're like oh my goodness, the right person showed up to share what was needed to be shared
0: so what's been the most satisfying part of Mary's Place for both of you
2: The gratitude um, from the women, and we know that um, they express it in so many different ways each and every week. That, you know, when the first guest had passed away many years ago, and we had only had them in our lives for about three days, yet they um, graciously had donations come to Mary's Place in lieu of flowers. Mm That was a startling realization for both of us that said, wow, we are making an impact Mm -hmm. in such a short amount Mm -hmm. of time and it can be done. Um, And then it also makes me realize that, uh, like we had mentioned earlier, life up to that point, Mm -hmm. it, it can be pretty sad if. You know, if you haven't already built this community around you. So we are so driven on building a community, a village, a tribe. Any of those words will do. Um, because we just need to feel like we matter. Matter to, to someone. We have to feel that we're connected. And um, we imagined our mission a few years ago. We used this visual, and I really do love this visual, as a tapestry so on the backside of the tapestry are all of the threads that are intertwined, and it looks like a mess. <laughs> but when you turn it over, it's a beautiful scene. And I feel like that is what our lives are like here, and that's what Mary's Place is.
1: To know the impact that you're making, you know, to receive the, the kinds of affirmation that you get must be very humbling, isn't it? And, and just to, to imagine, wow, you know, how much of an impact...
3: I think it's extremely humbling, but I feel like it just keeps you going, going to, to, you know, you're making an impact, but it's for the greater good, um, of this world. And I feel that if more of us could take the opportunity to pause, connect, have kindness matters, the words that we say matters, um, you know, maybe the pain in the world would subside. And Mary's place gives that hope and the opportunity for people to maybe be a volunteer, maybe to see the difference. Um, and we are together in this. But then we've great—we're holding hands with other people, our team, our volunteers, you know, our board—all these people because then they're being part of the fabric. And then as a collective, we're shifting and changing, you know, Mm -hmm. and doing what God wants us all to do is be servants and be, be humble and and do good works. And, um, and it's embracing each other.
0: You had mentioned just a, a moment ago about a guest that you had lost early on. How do you overcome some of those losses? Together, how do you process?
2: Well, we've um, adopted some coping strategies over the years. Um, one of them is dancing to really loud music. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's it. the energy. That's, that's great. Yeah, yeah, we we um, had to make a decision because it was just heavy. And the first couple of guests, we uh, actually, I think, we had to close one day because we were just knew that we weren't good for anyone Mm -hmm. you know we weren't going to be who we needed to be for them but we had to make a decision and say for the time that they were here we made an impact on their life and we are all going to pass through this earth Mm -hmm. and end up on the other side Mm -hmm. at some point it's a given no one is here eternally (laughs) on this Mm -hmm. earth so um, I feel like every person is a blessing, that we're meeting them for a season and a reason, and we're, le- we're, we're learning something from them. We're either receiving from them or we're giving to them. But um, when it gets to the point where it's just um, a pain in your chest and you can't swallow, and um, we've had some guests who have been here, they were local guests, so they would come almost Weekly, we got so close to them, and our whole staff here was just frozen with sadness. You know, Maria and I said, We have to just make the decision. It's better to have loved and lost than to not have done it at all. And, um, but when we can put on some music and just dance through these halls and get that energy out, it's a good coping strategy for us.
0: We, we one of our former board members work uh, works at a grief center mm-hmm. near our uh, offices in Harrisburg, and it's for for children and families who are mm-hmm. grieving the loss of a parent. And in this building, and there's several of them throughout the state of Pennsylvania, they actually have a space where uh, these children can go in, and it's soundproof, yeah. and they can just go in and scream and, and, and padded, yell and padded you know, as yeah. well. So they yeah. need yeah. to hit, to if they and, need. and yeah. sometimes that is right. the greatest form of healing is just to be able to get out those those feelings and emotions
3: Mm -hmm. yeah i definitely cry i definitely let them go and let them you know they're the twinkle stars in the sky and i hope that they're giving us information and really rallying um we had this funny thing happen for us yesterday um uh, I op- Michelle opened the door for me yesterday, and this butterfly flew in, and and I'm like, okay, this is pretty funny. <laughs> How am I going to catch this butterfly without looking? She's in there, and I'm like, oh, okay. So get a Tupperware, it like attached to this beautiful. Um, wall painting so I'm like wow I got that, stuck it underneath I said you can't kill a butterfly I go you gotta let it out so someone says who's that and I go it's Linda they go really who's Linda I go well Linda Brinkman she's in room 7 I said she just loves to say hello because she was like the wind in our sails you know. so wow. trying to make it a humor to realize yeah. that they, everyone in our lives are around here for a reason and, um, and really finding some humor and lightness
0: it's somewhat yeah. symbolic. Yeah,
1: it is certainly mm-hmm. is because of these kinds of things, losses that that really that really hurt yeah. badly, and and because cancer can be so relentless and seemingly cruel. Have you ever f- wanted to give up? Have you ever felt that I just can't do this anymore? That that has no
2: <laughs> no <laughs> um, after the. The Superstorm Sandy when we were in our second location and we took on eight feet of water and basically lost all of our office our computers records everything we were cleaning out um, that day and taking everything to the curb now everything that we had in there all of our possessions were donated from someone and we thought my goodness how is how are we going to start over and there was no power for a couple of weeks here. So when we eventually got to the post office and took the mail in, there was a card in there, and it was from a sister of one of our guests who had been with us the week before the the storm. And she said, um, "You gave her so much peace. She was ready to go because of everything that you gave her. So please don't give up. Please don't quit." Mm. And get it back together. And we did. That was our message to never give up. Never, ever give up. Wow.
0: Those messages are like was, gold.
1: We're gonna, we were gonna ask: Are there any messages you've received that have been very <laughs> significant, like that? And that yeah. right there, you've well, answered that question.
3: Yeah, and even if you look on that same experience of Superstorm Sandy, um, there's a man by the name of Ray Scop, and he had the stigmata of Jesus, and he has a foundation called Ray of Hope. And if you have an opportunity to check it out, um, and in his Rosary House, it seeped oil. And the oil and all the icons of St. Anne and Mary. And he gifted us this oil. And um, when I opened the door to the house, the oil was in the, just like kind of floating on the uh, copy machine. Because we forgot to put the oil away. And it was so symbolic to me that, you know, God is with you girls. Keep going. Mm -hmm. Keep going.
0: We've had so many of those same messages all along the way. Yeah. Yeah. So, walk us through this house. So, we're just curious. Talk about how you came up with the idea. You know, how did you even have this vision for a new place? Um, for those who are listening who have never been to Ocean Grove.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, we've always um, been, I feel like we've been dreamers and um, think abundantly. And we refused to write a business plan. Mm -hmm. So we had our board of directors (laughs) and they would, because if we planned it out, we would probably walk away from fear. Um, And you can put that in business 101. So when we were um, just, you know, driving forward at our small home at 15 Broadway, we knew what worked in that home and we knew what didn't work in that home. We knew as we were renting it, we... Could not buy that place because we weren't going to be able to grow, and Marie and I just worked um, diligently daily. And our board of directors came to us and said, "Do you know you actually have outgrown this home, and you have um, enough in reserves that you could sustain a larger product pro- project?" And we looked at each other like, "Well, that's pretty cool, really." And then that doesn't uh, happen too often in the world. And then we world. took, yeah, we <laughs> took a deep breath and said. Um, Okay, so let's move forward. So we looked for two lots of land that were side by side, which is unheard of in Ocean Grove, as you know. Yeah. And we found these, uh, this land, approached the owner of the land, and he said he would hold paper for us. Then we needed to, um, we met with the architects and said, this, in a perfect world, this is everything that we would like but then we'll give you our budget afterwards. So draw this first to see what it would look like and then tell us um, the bid, what it would cost, and to the different builders who were bidding for it. And it all just seemed to to really divinely fall into place. We knew that it was a higher power doing Mm -hmm. it. It wasn't us because it was very rapid the way it all came to being. Um, We knew that we needed to have individual bathrooms for every bedroom, and we needed an elevator for the guests, a separate spa area for the guests. And those were just some of the essentials. And then um, we, it was a $3 million project. We raised a million, and then we financed the rest. And now imagine going to a bank saying, I have no collateral, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but fine. we really need to borrow like $1.6 million. Can we do that? And <laughs> so uh, we found someone us? to <laughs> say yes. Wow. And wow. that wow. was, it's all divine. And then when the builders started, um, much of the crown molding that you see and all the intricate work, none of that was on the plan. But when the subcontractors came in and they realized who this house was serving, they brought their best and they gave us so many beautiful, uh, just different uh, artwork and millwork that wasn't necessarily on the plan at all. Um, So to watch this house go up for 18 months, it wasn't just a house that was being built, but it was actually our... There was so much inside of us that had to grow and had to change. I can sit here... Unequivocally and say it was the hardest thing that I've ever done in my life. It was the biggest challenge ever Mm -hmm. um, to be to butt up against um, some naysayers to butt up against permits and different um, stipulations in town commercial versus residential and who are you and why Mm -hmm. are you here and do we want these women in our town and Why do we want sick women in our town and but with the passion? We just kept driving forward Um, Until the very last day when we had um, women coming down off of the train from New York City and we didn't have a CFO in hand and our board said if you Don't have that CFO. You can't have the women there. They have to turn around and We're standing in uh, Neptune Township waiting for that CFO everything had been crossed and eyes were dotted, but it was at the end of their day and they said well we're done for the day so we'll give that to you on Monday and I said I'm sorry but I can't leave until we have that CFO. So I texted a a troop of women and said come to the office it's closed, but get in here somehow because of their strength in numbers and we were all standing in there in a dark (laughs) office and the woman looked at us and turned her desk lamp back on and she said I'll do it for them. And so it needed a lot of people Mm -hmm. to say, we'll help you. The
1: power of women. Yes. Definitely. Mm -hmm.
2: I don't think they wanted to throw us all in jail. So Mm -hmm. as she did that paperwork, the tears were streaming because it was just a release of, of exhaustion, of anxiety, of stress, but we made it work. And lo and behold, That township woman followed us back to Mary's place because she said, I have to see what this place looks like. Mm -hmm. And we showed her, walked her all through the house. And as she's standing at the door, all the women got out of their van to come in with their suitcases, some with hair, some without. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she just stood there crying, saying, I am so glad I turned my light back on. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. is remarkable. Mm -hmm. That is
0: a
1: beautiful story. Mm -hmm.
0: I've been wow. listening to this so podcast true. series. I mean, not only do we uh, lead a podcast series, but we, we like to listen to a lot of podcasts. And I've been listening to a, a series on NPR right now called How They Built This. And it just mm-hmm. interviews individuals mm-hmm. like yourselves and us who, who've started things from from the ground up and how, it, in a lot of ways, it happens very organically. And And we just, again, just trust the, the gifts that we have. And then we also mm-hmm. try to surround ourselves with other people who... Who believe in our work and in our mission and and it just happens naturally and it's hard to sometimes even describe how that happens um, but it is so important just to spend time reflecting on all the people who help make it possible
3: mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm.
0: so we I really especially wanted to ask you this question today and why Ocean Grove I mean what is it about this space in this town that well, you you chose here
3: well, both of us, um, I mean, I've lived here for 25 years. Um, it's God's Square Mile. That's right. It's so beautiful. Um, we knew that it was a healing place, um, just being by the ocean. And um, Michelle's family is here, uh, the Gannon family who actually wound up building our beautiful home. Okay. <laughs> and uh, we couldn't have done it without the community. And they are number one in the book for yeah. being part of community. Um, their family and um, I couldn't imagine another place like to have it here
2: it has some challenges but it's uh, you know with parking and space but it's so intimate for our guests it's really important because Mm -hmm. they can walk out of this house turn left and go a block to Main Street and where they have restaurants and shops turn right and go to the ocean, which we take for granted because we see it every day. But for women who are coming from very rural parts of the country to come in and see this ocean, they're really in awe. And it, it um, inspires them to feel like, wow, the majesty of our creator look at this look how beautiful this is and ocean grove uh, as a community has embraced us i can't imagine being anywhere else Um, although we need to be in other places uh, because we we do need to expand at some point but um, we know that this is a great foundation Um, and just to walk through the town and know everyone and in in this town you know it's it's easy to do that they know your name and and have our guests go into Seagrass the restaurant and they're easily identified by their uh, lanyards that they're wearing Um, and to be given a table even when there are others you know it's just like these women are special and they're treated that way and it's so important to me that they're continue to be treated that way because that is going to help them heal
0: yeah yeah there truly is something Special about this town. Mm-hmm. It it is God square mile. A couple mm-hmm. of our donors who are dear friends of ours, they uh, they had read my story uh, about Ocean Grove in, the, in our second book, and and they they're like, we got to get up there and check this place out. So they came up and stayed here for a week, and they uh, you know talked about. Uh, just how meaningful it was and and the simplicity of the town and the sacredness of it. Um, You know, it has very, for those of you who are listening, it has very historic religious roots in a lot of ways. I, even this morning, was hearing some some fascinating stories. I never knew that Billy Graham had spoken here twice, Mm -hmm. and uh, I also learned that several other historical figures, uh, I think Teddy Roosevelt spoke here once, and uh, I think Ulysses S. Grant, his sister lived in town and yes. I, the, the town used to, used to never allow people to drive on Sundays, right. if I'm remembering correctly. Yes. And he came in on a Sunday on his horse and had to park his horse outside of the town <laughs> and walk to meet his sister in town, which is just really mm-hmm. fascinating stuff. But uh, yeah, there's just something really special about this place. Absolutely. So we understand.
3: Yeah. And then also, I think just this idea of Mary's place is in. Has inspired other women to realize that they can take this kind of idea mm-hmm. and there needs to be these kind of respite homes yep. all across the country because there's nothing like it and we really you know I always say that you know unfortunately cancer's not going away but there's a Mary's place right around the corner that can help you,
0: mm-hmm. you know?
3: yeah. Yeah. and we can be that that hope of uh,
1: what have insights have you learned I mm-hmm. uh, the, the, you know, throughout this, you know, these almost 10 years, uh, what have you learned about yourselves? What have you learned about, um, you know, healing? What have you learned about having hope? Uh, you know, what kinds of things have, have you, how have you grown?
2: So in, in the beginning, um, I naively thought that opening Mary's Place, if anyone came to Mary's Place, that they wouldn't die from their cancer. Unbelievable, right, how naive I was. But when the first guest passed away, um, I was on my knees um, at, in my bedroom, and I was uh, crying. And my son came in, and he was seven at the time, and he said, what's the matter? And I said, I um, am so sorry that I brought cancer into our home, and I'm sorry that I'm never here, and I'm sorry that you're meeting people who are dying um, because I would take my kids everywhere with me and they and they were at Mary's place and they were very familiar with it and my son um, said to me mom don't you see her and he was gazing past me and I said who Paul and he said "Um, it's Mary she's standing behind you and her hand is on your shoulder and she is so beautiful and when he that moment he was very lost and in, in not looking at me and then and just gazing and he walks out of he said I'm going to go outside and play now it happened within five seconds it was just a quick thing and I was just stand, sitting on my knees like what what just happened and then he came back in and he said I have to tell you something if you're worrying you're not praying and for us, um, for my family, for my faith, for what I'm teaching my children, that, is, that message has uh, been what carries me through each and every day. Um, I would doubt myself many times do we have the skills to professionally support the women coming here. And what we realized was we would build a tribe of women who had those skills in the certification, but what we needed to do was just open up our arms and our hearts and love them and listen to them. Mm-hmm. They actually, I believe, have so many answers already inside of them. They just need to be given the space and the quiet and the opportunity to bring that out. And... Um, Are we making an impact and a difference? Yes, we absolutely are. I feel that uh, as we grow and as we've grown over the past 10 years, that there's just so much more that we can do and um, so many more lives that we can touch. And are we curing cancer? No, we're not. But are we giving them a space where they can really make a a change in their lives? Absolutely. And for that, I think that's what our ministry is supposed to be. Yeah, well
3: said. Exactly. Um, I would say I continually say I'm enough, and I say um, thank you to God for bringing me to this mission and to know that um, I've changed tremendously in being, I think, more flexible in my life in the attitude of gratitude and um, one of the things that we do that I think is very different um, in our staff meeting is we start it with a prayer. And um, we thank God for the people that come into Mary's Place, our guests, our families. And um, and we embrace and pick each other up. I say we're each other's wonder bra. We're supportive and yeah. uplifting. <laughs> and um, so we're being, the change, and sometimes that's challenging, and we often have hit with rejection. And it's how I'm choosing to feel. Um, maybe it's we say this uh, often: is like rejection's God's protection, and knowing that maybe there are other the answers there. Just keep going forward, Maria, and uh, keep doing it the best of your ability. Yep. And yeah. That and day is done when you. You know, truly, it's you put your head on the pillow and you hope you did a good job. You do your own checklist of your life.
0: When we, when we are weak, God is strong. And that's, yeah. Yeah, we, we feel that. We believe it. And yes. uh, we know it. Yeah. Maybe we could end today um, by just talking about maybe a favorite moment that you have here. Is there something that really just stands out to you that you just, you know, it's just a sacred moment that you're going to hold on to forever?
2: Oh, my goodness.
3: You know so many um, individual like if with gas but um, I for some reason I'm just having this picture of Michelle on the stage and talking and just in awe of being around her and energy and knowing where was this going to take us because we'll look at each other and say all the places we will go and even yesterday um speaking with the guests and doing nutrition i was like you know there's no place like home and i click my heels and Mm -hmm. you know and it's and mary's place is home home to so many women and what does home feel like it's loving caring supportive Mm -hmm. and um i couldn't imagine i mean my life has been so full and i'm so grateful for this experience and um you know, an honor to be a part of it.
2: Mm-hmm. Likewise, you know, I remember um, a guest of ours who literally crawled up the steps. Um, she was in really bad shape emotionally and physically, and she was very depressed, and um, she came regularly. And we saw this change in her almost like a glow that started coming out of her and she wanted to be around us and we knew that we were doing something right um, and having her with our counselors and the different um, the different sessions that we would book for her and when she came to us two days before she passed and she was very full of fluid and and but didn't complain about anything we had joy so much joy and so we went to her, attended her funeral, and as we often do, and we just kind of like to pay our respects and and experience it from that space and then just leave quietly. And as we're walking down the, stair, the steps of the church, her daughter turned around and said, you're from Mary's place. And um, we said, yes, we are. And she stopped everyone and said, These are the women from Mary's place. And she said, You gave my mother the opportunity to have so much peace so that she was ready to go. And um, I was com- so humbled by that experience, but realizing that it was that God moment of saying, um, Don't be sad because it was a job well done, my good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. i pull on that experience a lot because um not everything runs perfectly every Mm -hmm. day and there are days that i will doubt my abilities as a leader or my abilities to um be a bookkeeper at times (laughs) or um you know i really loathe corporate terminology when there is a there's a very you know simple way of saying something but corporate America has made it much more difficult mm-hmm. and um, I actually laugh about it now I think I'm going to write a book about that it was Do like it. <laughs> when we say circle mm. back are we just checking in with one another like yeah. what but um, and there but it's been necessary it's been necessary to be able to uh, be able to integrate corporate. with a corporate, board of directors who are they're so amazing and they're so supportive and super smart and they Mm -hmm. see what we're doing and they want to help us go to the next level and i am um, forever grateful for that Mm -hmm. and know that there are times when michelle just needs to be a little quiet and just listen to what they're saying um (laughs) and um i feel like when all of those instances happen and i start to doubt myself i can I will always go back to that moment, standing Mm -hmm. out in front of that church um, and having the family express their gratitude and knowing that that was a simple, uh, what we did, um, but made a huge impact on all of them.
1: Well, that expression and so many of the things you've talked about today are sacred. Mm. They're sacred. And you, they're sacred because you have provided sacred ground Mm. for these women and for their families mm-hmm. as well, to come and to find a place of, of, uh, of peace. And we would say healing, whether it's physical healing or not, there is a spiritual, there's an emotional, there's a there's a, there's a peace that comes, and that's healing in and of itself. And um, we just really thank you for, mm-hmm. for what you do, because we know it's vital. Mm-hmm. It is so needed, and we only hope and pray that the world would embrace that mm-hmm. even more and that Mary's, place, Mary's places would be all around mm-hmm. this country all around the world because the world needs it.
3: Thank you. Thank,
1: thank you. you. Well you two are two of the
0: most special people we've met so it's been <sighs> yes. uh, a joy yes. to come up here and, and uh, we were really really looking forward to this so thank you for saying yes.
2: Yeah. Thank I have you. to say um, we love talking to you because mm-hmm. you are great listeners and you really <laughs> have shown us um, how you're so interested in this mission, so we're grateful for that um, and grateful for everything that you do as well, and we love to collaborate with you, so yes. thank you yes. for this time.
3: You know, I think that you can't, it's like a marriage um, that you committed to do this together, and you trust one another, and you know that when you say yes to something, she's going to do it. She knows I'm going to do it, yep. and we have that faith in each other that ultimately we are doing what's best for Mary's place and our intention is there for the greater good and we know each other's hearts and we're there to uplift each other and there's never um, that doubt in your mind that that person doesn't love you for who you are and that um, is very um, you can do anything when you're with one another Paul. -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and to know that you have someone you believe in so much, and that will do the same for you. Mm -hmm. You're giving us goosebumps here
0: because we're just—that's how our relationship has been since day one. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I know, speaking for myself, this Tom. I'm a doubter uh, by nature. I'm a skeptic at times, and uh, yet I know Michael's positivity. We balance each other so well, and we hang in there and stay mm-hmm. in the game, so to speak, mm-hmm. because of one another. And we wouldn't be here today, absolutely not, without without each other's support, encouragement, mm-hmm. gifts uh, that we you know we both have a variety of skill sets, and and yet we, our values are. just like you two are absolutely on on point together and we trust one another wholeheartedly so
1: i i echo that absolutely every every word of that and actually you answered a question that we had but didn't ask because we were you know we we were running out kind of we were running out of time and so we 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 kind of skipped over that one but thank you for answering it because it's really important to us too we know that we couldn't do what we do without each other it was the smartest Same. thing mm-hmm. the absolute smartest thing mm-hmm. that both of us did yeah. is mm-hmm. is is commit to one another to do it together right. mm-hmm. and we know that mm-hmm. that's why you're here too mm-hmm. and th- that's why you're successful mm-hmm. because you're doing it together you're not alone and um, when you have someone who can trust implicitly with everything there's nothing there's nothing more sacred than that
2: absolutely mm-hmm. too mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm.
0: So how can everyone learn more about Mary's
2: Place? <laughs> right on our website at org, mm-hmm. And all of our information is there through email. Um, our telephone number is right on there. And we would love to hear from you. Um, if you are listening to this in your home, in quiet desperation, um, struggling through cancer, please give us a call because it's time for us to meet. Mm-hmm. And um, if you have uh, lost a loved one and you just need to... Um, share or maybe um, work through some of that grief, just give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Thank you. Michelle, Maria, we appreciate it so very much. Oh,
2: thank you. Take care.
0: So, thank you for all of our listeners today for tuning in to the Someone to Tell It To podcast. If you would like to learn more about how we cultivate meaningful relationships through compassionate listening and that we train others to do the same thing, go to our website, SomeoneToTellItTo.org. And you can find us on wherever podcasts are found.